Hi, I'm Richie Mackay. And I'm Daily Bolt, and you are listening to the Wrong Bias Podcast. And on today's show, we catch up on the return to outdoor bowls. Jason Parkson drops in to talk about the Manchester Open. Are the alarm bells ringing for the future of the sport in the Commonwealth Games? We discuss the new formats. There's our usual competition, sponsored by Balls is Balls and Lean to Succeed. And we have a little shiny dog story not to be missed. Right, mate, here we are again, show number 32, May the 7th since our last show, mate. Been, been a bit of a spell. It is, and I've uh, I've raced back up the M62 and the M1 just to be with you tonight as well, just to talk about what are you things. You do spoil me, sir, you do spoil me. There's been plenty happening in the um, the old balls, mate. Been good to get back on the green. Playing a lot of competitions and, and league games have kicked back in again, and oh, it's it's nice to see. And then, uh, just as I mentioned there, we'll talk about a little bit more about it later on, but I've just, I've just got back from Manchester, the Manchester Open, so that's gone with great success today. I think that was the fourth qualifying weekend I've been playing in today and done fantastically well to snatch defeat from the jaws of it. <laughs> um, a quick uh, mention of the Bulls England big weekend, mate. Everything seemed to be positive from around the country. All the, all the good photos coming back. Yeah, there's some nice photos, and I think we I think they fell very lucky with the weather as well. The weather was absolutely beautiful. Good weekend, yeah. Yeah, I visited to two or three of the clubs, I think, in the local area, um, and all all three had a really successful day, which was great to see. And I know Sunderland, what a sport of Dennis at Sunderland, he'd had a good day as well. So um, certainly, from what I saw with the clubs I've been working with, they were very uh, very happy with the turnout, so to yeah. speak. I think what they've got to take on board is they're not going to see an immediate increase because they're not going to get people to sign up there and then on the day, are they really? They, they, they might be disappointed that they haven't had a repeat people coming back, but it, it's it's not a short-term fix. It's a long-term goal that, that, that they're aiming for. It is, and I, and I think there's, you know, talking to the, um, a few of the organisers of the of the clubs, they've, um, they have had sign-ups. You're not going to get everybody who attends to, to go and no. sign up your membership or anything like that. So you're spot on, Richie. I think the, the key thing from all of this is um, it's just getting the clubs out there and making, you know, making people aware that this is a family sport. And I think certainly the where I was, uh, they had the targets out and there was loads of loads of families turning up. Even, even things like families sitting around the green and having picnics. Yeah. I just think they take that away and hopefully they'll turn around to other people and say, you know what it is? Went down the bowling green the other day. What a lovely afternoon we've had. We've had a sit in the grass. We've had a picnic. We've had the bed whose target balls on and, and just starting to speak about the sport completely different to what it's been over the years yeah. oh you kind of go on a ball and grain you don't want to go anywhere near there so I think that's the positives to come out of it yeah without without a doubt mate and we've also made our little first inroads into live streaming as well mate I don't know whether people have seen it it's like everything we, we said from day one didn't we it's going to take a little bit of time to master and, and get on top of the camera positions and yeah. we've had a few little technical glitches with the, the Wi-Fi because um, unfortunately we in got a great deal of control over where there's a dead spot around the green but no. um in the main i think you know we've had some really really nice comments and you know what it is worst case scenario there's a, there's a big audience of people out there yeah. who just want to watch some balls and hopefully you know between the two of us as the season progresses we'll start to get the latter stages of competitions and and i think those are the ones that people will really be keen to see yeah. what happens because qualification for lemington and um and yeah we've got we've got our trip down the m62 ourselves mate and again we'll uh, talk coming about forward Yes, which we'll probably mention a little bit later. Hopefully around the country, somebody will have a look at it and say, well, we'll try that as well down here. We'll try that and have a go at it. It can be done, folks. If it's there, it can be done. You just need to have the push and the get up and go to, to do it, really. Another piece of good news for the, well, from up for up here, Bulls Club Story of the Year for... Darlington South Park, mate. Mr. Morland. Excellent, yeah. And I think, you know, between us, I think we, um, you never know what's happening across the country, but there's one thing for certain. I think a lot of people know about Darlington South Park Bowling Club now because of the, <laughs> it definitely um, does. Yeah. because of the, the media drive that Scott's done. Yeah. And for me, everybody looking out there and thinking, oh, you know, 
why have they done this? Then there is no better example of a club out there who have really got to grips with the new world and realised that if you get your name of your club out there and you tell people what you do, it's amazing how many people pick the phone up and drop you an email and, right. and ask to come along. And, yeah. and that's exactly what he's done. Nothing out of the world. He, he is just literally, you will not see a day where Darlington South Park is not don't, on social media. Don't have a post, that's right. Yeah, he's, he's like the Jehovah's Witness of balls. Somebody said that to them that says, Craigie, it's like you just hide behind the curtains whenever you see Scott coming towards you. <laughs> it is. I'm frightened to open Facebook up at the minute. <laughs> but hey, uh, what a fantastic job. We've we've had Scott on the show and those who have listened to it completely and utterly take me out off to him. I think, yeah. you know, the job he's doing is, is fantastic. And he's, I think, what was it, 110, 115 members, I think he's now got yeah. at the club. Phenomenal. Like. Just a quick volley because I'm, I'm, I'm getting a bit sick of these people who were complaining about these new formats for the competitions. End of the day, folks, the situation that we're in with COVID and what have you, Bowles, to get the competitions underway with Bowles England, they've done fantastic, fantastic. Just look over the border. They've got no national competitions. Go with the format for this year. Next year it might be different. It might not be. But just just, just grin and bear it, will you? Anything's better than nothing. That's my outlook. We've got Bowles, man, and it's that it's that ugly word change again. Two years' time, nobody will even bat an eyelid about it. Yeah. People, those who are going to enter and continue to play will settle down, accept them for what they are it ain't going to change we know it's going to be the same after this season as well so you we might as well get used to it and we I think we've noticed it quite a bit doing the live streaming haven't we it's yes, like yeah. there is a massive difference and it is a bit of a culture shock because once upon a time when you'd look and you're six down in the game with three ends to play and you think well we've got plenty of balls left on us here but then you start to look at the scoreboard and think if I miss for four or five of these balls out of my last three ends we ain't getting back into this game so I actually think it puts a different emphasis on and it makes you have to play every single ball and concentrate yeah. on everything you do. So further down the line, it's, I, I enjoy it. I think it's yeah. it's nice to be able to get on the green and get off in a timely manner, to be fair. Well, I know we're going to have a discussion about the new formats later on in the show, just to give our view from a playing point of view and a spectator point of view with us doing the live streaming. And now we catch up with the friend of the show, Jason Parkinson. <laughs> Oh, right dear. then, mate. So we were uh, we were talking earlier on about um, the the Manchester Open. I've just said I've just raced back up the M62 and uh, Ear One to get back home to do this. So we thought, what better man to get onto the show than Mr. Parkinson himself, the uh, the number one, the organizer, the you know the the cleaner of the pots, the cooker of the dinners, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So well, welcome to the show yet again, Mr. Parkinson. You're becoming a bit of a regular on here now. Oh, no, it's, it's an absolute pleasure. Thanks very much for asking us on. And it was, it was great to see you today. You were really yeah, it good. good. It was you're looking, you, look, you look a little bit more redder than you were at Apple's nine this morning. I am certainly feeling a little bit redder, Jason. I'm, uh, I can tell when I blink. It's, it's, it's like closing two cornflakes at the moment. It's not the most comfortable. <laughs> but uh, no, I said, uh, I said earlier on, Jason, you know, I'll, I'll let you have a talk about, obviously, the the qualification process that's gone over the last couple of weekends, isn't it? But um, the event I was at today, fantastic well-run event, great music on, lovely weather, people walking by and watching through the fence and seeing what was going on. So, yeah, so I'll let you I'll let you take the stand and just let everybody know how it's been going. Yeah, well, fir- firstly, what I wanted to do was, obviously, it was uh, with everything changing this year due to, you know, like different formats, uh, games being shortened, you know, for... For various reasons, you know, you can find pros and cons to anything in bowls, can't you? And I thought, well, you know, with Scotland just not running anything this year at all, you know, due to the COVID, I just thought, well, this might be a time just to try something different. So I thought, well, the Bowls Lancashire Super League that we run goes really, really well. How about if I try and kind of like maximise on that in regards to the format, the style of play, the music, like you mentioned, and invite people from, from all over the UK, have an open event, Three bowl pairs, sets format, round robin, because people have been traveling. You know, some of the people have been traveling, you know, as far as like Aberdeen, even slightly higher than Aberdeen. We've had people from, you know, junior internationals from Norfolk, people from Kent, you know, loads of Scottish players because they've not a lot to play for. And I thought, well, let, let's just take a chance at this, put it out there. This is what we're playing for £2,000. And I filled it within two weeks. You know, I couldn't believe it at all. I thought, absolutely fantastic. We had a few dropouts here, there and everywhere. But, you know, we had 
plenty of people wanting to step in and, and take the place. And each group, like you said, we've had four qualifying events, all kind of like working towards this, uh, this grand final. 12 groups where the, the group winners qualify automatically. And then obviously, because we needed a last 16, I did like four wild card places. And um, they were available for people that didn't win their group that scored high enough to, to qualify for one of these four places. And I've only just been in half an hour myself, to be honest with you, from uh, getting everything sorted. And, and as we stand, the last 16 is bang on eight Scottish teams, eight English teams. You know, group winner-wise, we've got seven Scottish and five English. And then the wild cards are three to one for England. And I think that's quite fair reflection to be honest because you know the players we've been been attracting junior internationals senior internationals ex-senior internationals for both England and Scotland yourself Commonwealth Games players for England and Scotland people that have played on TV you know Graham McDougall played uh, yesterday with with Carswell and it just shows you that people are wanting to play in something different the money always helps David doesn't it you know I won't lie the prize always always helps especially when people are travelling but it's for that something different. Let's see what else we can do. You know, not just what I've run, but, you know, as a collective, let's just see what we can do just to shape the game up and make it more interesting, a bit more exciting. If you're going to travel, fair enough. Let's travel and play numerous amount of games at the same time and play for a bit of money. Is it sponsored, Jason, or not? Yeah, we have, so it's, um, I have uh, a few sponsors. So some of the events that I, I've run this year, um, obviously we've got the Manchester Open, the Super League that I've already spoken about, and the Bolton Open, which is being resurrected in April. I have a, a collective, let's say, a few people around that support me massively because they must seem to have faith in what I do or see what I do and like what I do. And they put, uh, you know, £500,000 here, then everywhere. There's obviously the prize money as well that comes from the entry fees. But what I do is, to, to be fair, like the Manchester Open's played at my home club, but I donated £300 towards the green fee straight away out of my own money, if you wish, just to support the club uh, from the start, you know, because that's that's the most important thing at the moment. Clubs are struggling. Indoor clubs are definitely struggling. But that's what it is. It's, it's a collective of people. There's no businesses at the moment that have jumped aboard and said, yeah, 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 we'll give you money here. Because I've approached about three or four businesses, uh, local ones, and it, it was kind of like the same reply, but it was the expected reply due to COVID. We can't really commit at the moment. And that's fair play. That really, really is fair play. But I just thought, let me just be, be cheeky and knock on the door and, and, and just see what, what's coming on board like. But, you know, it's £2,000 at the end of the day, you know, £1,000 for the winning pair, same in the Super League, you know, and same in the Bolton Open. It's not to be sniffed at, but really. There's not many, without know, sounding horrible, there's not many national titles oh, you, oh. you can win and win that kind of money. I mean, there's, there's a lot of sort of like... Smaller tournaments, Dave, you'll know, you you see the adverts, 150 quid first prize money and and all that. Do you think there's just uh, a lot of ambition or are people happy just to pay a fiver entry into it? Yeah, I think, first of all, when, when you plan an event, you need to think what your target audience is. Are you planning for do you want a local event for local people? You know, your local county players, club players, just slightly above the social bowler. Or do you want to go out there and think, I'm going to push me luck here. Like when I first put it, it was running as an individual event, this Manchester Open, but I still sought permission from the county, if you wish. And then I obtained a Bowls England licence. And when I, I floated the idea of £20 each, people were like, people won't pay £20 each. People won't pay £20 each. You know, people will pay £20 each. If they know they're going to get a good competition that's well run, a bit of prize money at the end, you know what I mean, and playing against some top class players, the field we've you know we've had has just been absolutely superb. You know the Scottish boys have come down and they've just shown what a fantastic country Scotland is for bowlers. They've just been absolutely amazing, you know, and obviously they like the drink as well. So being in Manchester, yeah, that really really helps. But. They've just been fantastic. They really have. That was to be to be fair. That was me sort of thinking the day, Jason. That's why we we decided to to lose that last game because I knew you'd had players travel <laughs> down from Scotland. 
and it would have been awful for them to travel all that distance for them to not qualify. So I had a, I had a chat with Gary, and I said, you know, let's let's play the game. These Scottish boys is uh, is worthy of a place, so that's why we let them win. But uh, I think you're right. Joking aside, I think there's there's two sort of markets now in as far as competitions is concerned. There are people out there that will travel two, three, four hours if if they feel there is justification in the fact of we could walk away from this and cover our expenses and what we were maybe four five hundred pound in your in your back pocket, which could be you know the equivalent of a week and a half, two weeks wages for some people. And then you've got the other market of people who just love to just turn up at a competition, pay pay six quid entry and happy to walk away with £20 each at the end of the six, seven games that they've played on the day. So slog the backsides out and then you open the envelope up and there's 20 quid each in there and you go, oh yeah, it's been a nice day. But well, it's like, I think we've lost so many people because I think I've mentioned this before, you know, there's there's certain competitions that are, are kicking around now still paying the same money as what they were 25 years ago. And things are a damn sight more expensive now than what they were then. So I think clubs have got to really look at, once you take your diesel out of it, once you take your, you know, if you bring your partner down or you bring your family down then you've got your meals on top of that then you buy some drinks people will probably not enter if they're going to be walking away and out of pocket at the end of the day you know and that's what you've got to to really think about but um i think you've got the level right 20 20 pound each is you know it's it's about the right level for for paying playing for that type of money who would complain about paying 20 pound and making 480 pound individually each if you were to win the competition it's you know it's um i think it's 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 always open for debate and and it's you'll always hear people say oh they'll not pay that but as you've proved there is a lot of people out there who will and i still think you could actually push that boundary a little bit higher i, th- I still think people would be prepared to pay a 50 pound entry each for a bigger prize fund you know the, the first year you think you know don't try and be too clever here you know let, let's just there's always those people behind the scenes wanting things to fail and I just thought well let's get it full let's try and attract you know a decent crowd and uh, let's build on that the only kind of not let down but slight disappointment for me as the organiser is the green you know it wasn't um, it wasn't marvellous at the moment but it's not been played on for the best part of two years you know the speed like you'd probably agree the speed was good there's a few you know there's probably three decent rinks three tricky rinks let's just say you know but that's out of my control you know we're working towards that we've got a new green greensman at the moment who are fully on board with that but you know you, you just think for something that starts i think i just hope that isn't a deterrent for people to build on that Do you know what i mean if people can have come down you know I've, the only kind of like feedback i've had is about the green and that's fine by me you know that's perfectly fine because i am you know i have a team behind us eating all that I'm, you know really really working towards that but yeah I'm, i would definitely love to build on that you know for, for next year there'll be more from gp later in the show Right, folks, Birmingham 2022 coming up, the Commonwealth Games. My eyes was drawn to a, a report on the Inside the Games website, and it was an interview with Dame Louise Martin, the president of the Commonwealth Games Federation. Now, it might just be me being alarmist, but my ears pricked up with a few of our quotes. And here we go. We cannot stay as we are as it's not sustainable. We have to move on. We have to modernise. In my opinion, Birmingham will be the last one of its size. In future, it will be more in keeping with what the country is going to want. Plan is for the games to be smaller, easier and less costly to host and to change them in a way that will appeal to a younger audience. We have to keep reviewing our sports. We have to stay relevant to where we are at the time. It's no good to sit back and say we've always done it this way. Now, Bowles has been one of the crown jewels of since it started back in 1930. It only missed out in 1966, the Jamaica Games in Kingston, and that was because there weren't enough greens in Kingston, Jamaica. So two sports actually fell by the wayside which were Bowles and Rowan. Now, I can't understand Rowan because there's plenty of water in Jamaica, I would have thought. It was the first actual change in the Commonwealth Games since 1950. Bowles did get back the following year. But my the image of our sport, mate, it's just... Do we need to be concerned that Bowles could be one of them sports that's not looked upon in a favourable light? Um, it's... A, it's... I must admit, Richie, I saw the report myself and I must admit it sort of, it certainly pricked my ears up as well because, you know, the Commonwealth Games in our sport is the, what I would class as the pinnacle, regardless of indoor, outdoor, short mat, you know, um, whatever format that might be, I would say the Commonwealth Games is the, 
you know, the top of the tree as far as that's concerned. So if it was to, you know, to come out, it would be a huge culture shock for the sport. It you... would, but I, I think people higher up in, in our sport, like some world balls, need to look at these reports and say, hello there, hello. I mean, we, we kind of get in the Olympics. And as you say, the crown jewel that we've got within our sport is the Commonwealth Games. The, the, the sport in that Commonwealth Games, that, that must be sort of like quick. And, and, and I think... Balls has got to be one of them. Yeah, and I, and I don't think you know. I think there'll be a, I think there'll be a lot of sports on on that basis will be potentially thinking the same. It's a really tough one because obviously you you know until until you get some sort of hard fuck. I can I can understand it if I'm honest because the 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 bill to host it is astronomical, which for me is why it's probably bounced from southern northern southern northern hemisphere i mean i think it's been you know was it it was manchester 96 wasn't it then it's been we're in obviously birmingham glasgow yeah. glasgow, 14 glasgow and, yeah and, and then you've got you were in the gold course which really bankrupted the place when you went down <laughs> uh, you know when you when you look at some of the reports for the birmingham commonwealth games you hear bits and pieces but there's been projects that have been not gone ahead because the expense of of yeah. building a um a Athletes Village was going to be astronomical, and so I, it's a it's a really really tough one, and I hope it isn't the case. I really really do because I think it's a great way to actually showcase our sport, and you know for us next year, be we should be jumping all over, and, and I'm sure we will be as a sport jumping all over the promotion, the the whole event itself, and I would love to see, and I would expect to see in some respects, the stands absolutely packed out down there for for when the balls is on. There's one thing regarding the packing the stands out, the, the ticket prices are winning. And it's eight pound for kids, and it's fifteen pound to twenty-two pound for adults. Now, of the Commonwealth Games, never heard of a, a, a kid for a quid. Yeah, I know. And I know it's, it's it's eight pound all day. You're in. Well, you. I, I think it's eight pound a session. I'm not sure because there's there's two sessions per day, and it runs from about half past eight to about quarter two, and then something like half past half past three to about half past eight or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's you know, it's not that that's not true. We talk about the actual expense of, of hosting it, but it's not cheap for those people wanting to attend it as well. So it's yeah, like I say, if if they're going to be looking at it, then it's certainly a case of watch this space from our point of view all we can hope is that balls isn't affected by it but then what you said is perfectly right our world balls are aware of it do they know what the score is and what are they doing to to counteract it but uh, grit our teeth and, and just hope that our sport isn't affected with it yeah i agree Right, mate, that theme tune again is the old Dickie Davis world of sport. I'm going to throw three random subjects out at us, and there's a little bit offbeat sport to finish off with. Right, first one, Euros started, mate. Prediction, I know it's already been underway for about 10 days, so pick your winner. I'm going for Italy. <laughs> I bet you do, eh? <laughs> Never lost in 10 years. You just asked the question and jump straight in with the answer there. Too right, guy. too right. You go for England. Nothing go on, like taking advantage. Going to basically say that I definitely think we'll get to the latter stages. England will definitely get the last stages. I, I do. I, I still, I still think everybody's going to tear us apart for this one. But I don't care. He's he's doing the job he needs to do to get through these qualifiers. Right. And I've just got this. It's that old uh, lion heart, you know, <laughs> English English rubbish that we all follow all the time. But I've just. I just think something's going to click like it did in the world. You heard it first here. David Walsh nominated England to win the Euros. And I'm putting it down to the sun at the Manchester Open today. <laughs> <laughs> Too yeah. much sun, not enough sun me, cream. Me, yeah, <laughs> my head does look like a, uh, a roadworks cone at the minute. Almost every... Right, next <laughs> one, mate. Caution over the use of social media tweets as they come back to bite. Now, 
England's Ollie Robinson cricket. Proudest day in cricket making his debut at, for England. Tweets from 2012 have come back then and led to an international cricketing band, albeit short term. Social media use, mate. Got to be careful. Yeah, I've talked about it a lot before, but I think as we always tend to do in this country, we've used, some, we've used this poor lad as a bit of a scapegoat. He said sorry. It's, off, it's not off yesterday. It's not off last week. It's not off last month. It's off years ago. 2012. We've all done stupid things. We've all said things we're not supposed to say. And the new PC world that we all live in, you cannot say boot to a goose. Because as I read the other day, a woman walking into her barbers and complaining because he only does men's haircuts. And it's like, <laughs> it's just getting ridiculous. And, you know, yes, at this time now, we have got to basically be extremely, extremely careful what we do. To punish a lad for eight, nine years ago, 2012, the way they've punished him, I think, is disgusting, personally. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, he's, a, he's a top-class sportsman. Get him out there. Put him on Sky Sports News. Let the world see. I was a daft idiot back then, 2012. So sorry. I've caused offence. Really, really sorry. More than happy to make a donation of my wage to the charity of whatever it is. That should be it done with. But as is always the case in this country, and probably across the world now, the drag it to the nth degree to get that poor lad to a point of where he's out of the England team, which is just awful for me. Yeah. I just think it's... And congratulations go to 24-year-old Alice Deeran. I'll tell you for why, because she's set to become the first black woman to represent the Great Britain in an Olympic swimming event. Fantastic. And she's also set to become only the third black team GB swimmer, which uh, uh, raised my eyebrows, mate. Fantastic I mean, for her. And in, a, in a way, again, it's sad that we're having to make such a big thing about it, isn't it? It's like, yeah. if, you, if you live in the country and you're part of Great Britain and you're good enough, it shouldn't make one iota of difference exactly man. and the, the funny sport to finish off with world wife carrying championships a lithuanian couple has won it for the second time in a row they triumphed in a contest where men compete in obstacle course with their wives slung over their shoulders the, the designated wife has to be at least 17 year old weigh a minimum of 49 kilograms if she's lighter then she said must be weighted with a, a rucksack <laughs> I mean, it's a 277-yard obstacle course featuring a water obstacle. But however, the bonus is, mate, the first prize. What do you reckon the first prize would be of, of a wife carrying... <laughs> Competition. Well, to be honest with you, when you when you started talking about that, I'm googling crane companies for starters, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you what it is to drag her away from the kitchen sink and the ironing and get her get her going. I'll tell you, it's going to be worth hundred grand for me. <laughs> Sorry, darling. First prize consistent is the wife's weight in beer. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, yes, Craig, have you had to open your own pub? Those are a sport that I want to see in the Olympics. It's that, mate. It's got to be in. She'll absolutely smash my head in if she is this. I'll tell you. <laughs> and just to, just to show how good the competition is, the history of it, that the way it started was apparently the early practice of wife stealing. <laughs> <laughs> so you saw a wife, you slung her on your hook, and you're away down the road. <laughs> what more, P oh, what more oh PC God. can you be these days? And now we return to the second part of our interview with Jason Parkinson. And I think the other thing that's quite fitting to mention at the moment is is, is how how do you promote the bowls? You know, that's another thing that I spoke about. I think in one of your last podcasts is we're very good at organizing things but we're not very good at getting it out to the press and you know and streaming is fantastic you know and i've, I've seen you know like yourself and richie have started your streaming stuff and well, i was, uh, was going to say jason i mean you've said that the 16 top class pairs turning up for the finals weekend but technically i, I mean there's, there's 17 top class pairs <laughs> let's get this right Jason. well <laughs> yeah well, well exactly the 16 top class players, you know, so players on the green. And then obviously we have this new duo, you know, the, the new Anton Deck of the Northeast. That, you know, I've kindly said they'll come and live stream, you know, live stream, live stream. The Manchester Open, you know, for me on the day, the 31st of July. All I can say is I just hope you provide subtitles because no one will tell what you're saying. <laughs> I hope it doesn't rain, <laughs> otherwise we'll be scuppered. 
It is Manchester. <laughs> Broadcasting live from the Marriott Worsley. All <laughs> the hotels are available. <laughs> no, but you know, I just want to thank you for that. You know, showing an interest and agreeing to do that. You know, something in its first year. I just can't thank you enough. I think it's amazing. Thanks. Yeah, but I, you know, we talked about it, Jason, and uh, obviously I spoke to Richie, and and it's these type of things, you know, these these new style events where there's music on, and and I just think we've got to get that out, and that is a big part of promoting the game, and you know, if we can help towards doing that, as we said in our own county, you know, there's there's an audience there, and I even spoke to Richie recently about the the viewing figures of the live streams that we've done, but I think we, we topped over a thousand views, didn't we, on the yeah first for the one first one, yeah, and you know, if you, if you're getting that type of views from people out there, then it's just providing a service for people to actually watch some balls who who enjoy doing it we have a bit you know they drop a few messages on which is nice and yeah i hope, I hope it all goes hope it all goes swimmingly on the day and we've we've checked the sort of network offering for what we use so hopefully that'll all work well because that's the only sort of teething problem we've had with a little bit of a dead spot on their wi-fi that we talked about but um no i think it'll be great and and the fact that you've got so many good pairs competing in that as well can only be a good thing because you know people's got the opportunity to watch some top class players and we do have a professional commentator now we'll be able to do don't we? yeah absolutely yeah he could call the shots because i can it <laughs> And who's this, may I add? <laughs> who's this, may I add? <laughs> this is him who's doing more interviews than Paxman. And I mean, what you said earlier on, Jason, it's outdoor balls, and it, you know the greens aren't. You know, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a little bit tough today, but the pace was decent. And and as we always say, it's it's the same for both. Yes, it can be a little bit of a leveler. I've got to say I'm being kind here because I'm <laughs> I'm trying to justify why we lost the last game. But... <laughs> yeah, uh, why you keep going on? Let me just have another little sip of my apple juice while you're just uh, going on about that. that, that uh, just just remember, I was two rinks away. I did see what happened. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely a dead spot. <laughs> Let's just say we were fantastically abysmal. <laughs> we, I could have we... kicked deck chairs nearer. <laughs> we, uh, you're right you're right yeah we 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 took abysmal to a new level in that last game we've got to say but, uh, at least the local taxi drivers turned up offering you to do a kebab run <laughs> <laughs> i said i was saying to uh graham vipond i think after the game i says the worrying part about it was they were standing right behind our ring they'd been there for about 20 minutes and we heard them saying still can't even work out what this game's all about <laughs> so i think we'll have we'll have quite happily sent them away today knowing that the whole point of the game is to be as far away from that little yellow thing as possible <laughs> <laughs> no comment no comment at all just give us a quick roll call of who's um, going to be appearing in the finals weekend right quick roll call here we go my goodness uh, so representing scotland playing in whatever color i give them because that was a big thing this weekend with the colors <laughs> giving city fans red stickers oh dear uh, so you got mcfarlane and marshall from scotland eight points plus 22 brown and blair seven points plus six paul kane jr and prunty uh nine and a half plus 20 they played very well actually very interesting pair uh, a young pair from scotland gowan and marshall nine and a half points really good holland and lowther 11 and a half points almost maximum mcnally and ross eight plus 23 and chris carswell now he was very cheeky. He brought a ringer in last minute. Says in brief, tells me he's bringing a substitute. I put, I picked them up from the train station. Brings great, brings yeah, G Mac down. <laughs> I thought, yeah, goodness, that's cost him a few, Bob. I'll tell you, eleven plus nineteen, and then obviously you've got your your England five pairs, Lewis and Andrew Baxter. Obviously, a fantastic pair, Andrew Baxter, ex England international for many years. Chris Gale, ex England international, carrying myself. Stuart Airy, well, been around the game, been there, done it, it's in the t shirt at all levels with Ian Gallagher, fantastic pair, scored 12 points, maximum 12 points. Uh, Mark Courtney from Bowls is Bowls and his partner, Mr. Tyres, from Dav, very interesting, the Southerners. And uh, Robert Sterling, he's a Scottish man, but he plays for Lancashire now with Anthony Booth Young, fantastic junior player, 11 plus 11. Then we go to the wild cards. Very interesting on the wild card. So didn't win their groups. Trevor Taylor, Graham Vipe on nine points. Uh, Daniel Seaborn, we played with his partner, Wells. Junior players from Norfolk. They came on the track, to believe it or not. Took 12 hours. <laughs> um, and <laughs> McKinnon and Montgomery from Scotland, eight and a half points. And the daddy from the World Bowls Tour this year, Potters, Stuart Irwin and Mr. Crichton, eight 
plus 22. Very, very interesting pairs. Pick maybe Chris Gale and some numpty called Parkinson, you know. <laughs> yeah, like I'll, yeah, I'll let you I'll let you have them too, numpty. Uh, you know, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna stick my neck out and I'm gonna go for my old muckers, um, Mr. Airy and Mr. Gallagher. Any thoughts, Mr. McKay? I'll go for the Baxters, make some lovely soup. <laughs> well, I'm gonna spoil that because last time I had them drunk by half past eleven and singing Penny Arcade on the karaoke. That does not shock me in any shape or form. <laughs> yeah, it was in it was in every note bar the right one. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> just just quickly dropping back on that, Jason. I, I love to hear the fact that you're going out there and promoting this on social media as an open draw. You are being completely straight down the line. Nobody can come back to you and say you fixed the draw. Nobody can say this, that, or the other. It's there. People can watch it and it creates a little bit of excitement before the tournament as well. So I'm over the moon that you're doing that as well. Yeah, I think I think everything does need to be transparent because even if you do it behind closed door and it's all 100% legit, which most, you know, 95% of competitions worldwide in various sports are, you know, if, if, especially when you're playing in the event as well, if you, if you happen to get a really, really easy draw, you just leave yourself wide, wide open to to, to that criticism. And you just think, well, there's just no point when, like you say, you can do it live, takes, you know, 10 minutes and it's done. People say it happened and that, that's just the way I like to be, to be honest with you. Because if you're going to win an event, you need to be good enough to beat anybody anyway. Spot on, Jason. Well, obviously we we, uh, we will be there ourselves, but uh, if it's if it's run the way it was run today, which I'm um, very sure it will be, it will be a very successful weekend, and it'll be nice for people to watch competitive balls for a little bit of a little bit of lolly at the end of it. And I'm sure whoever walks away and wins it, obviously it's going to be Gallianeri now because um, I've already nominated them, but uh, they'll walk away with the 500 quid each, which will be very nice. Oh, really? Well, yeah, I might put rink one and six back in the draw then. <laughs> <laughs> Great stuff, Jason. Well, uh, wish you all the best. And I know we talked today. I'm sure we're going to have you on the show later on again in the season to, to talk about a few more things. So we'll leave that until then. But as always, thanks so much for coming on. Um, no, no, you're yes. very welcome. Thanks, uh, thanks very much to you, and keep up the good work, guys. Yeah, you it too. Really... Well done, well done for you as well on organising a great competition. Cool. Take care. Anyway, have a good cheers, night, cheers. Yeah, cheers. Ta- 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 And it's competition time. Thanks, as always, to our current sponsors, Balls as Balls and Lean to Succeed. So, competition for this week. We've uh, we've had our old friend of the show, Mr. Parkinson, on, and we've been discussing the Manchester Open. Question for the competition is, what is the name of the club that is currently hosting the Manchester Open? And Jason did mention it a couple of times um, during his chat. Any answers, please send us either an email to wrong bias at hotmail.com you can drop us a message or you can just drop us a comment on the post uh, when we promote the the podcast best of luck to everybody as always thanks for participating we've had some great winners in the past and we've given away a lot of great prizes as well and we will continue to do so We mentioned it at the start about the the new championship formats. So we're going to give our point of view from a playing point of view and a spectator point of view because with us doing the live streaming, we've seen a noticeable difference watching pairs game and a triples game and a fours game. Obviously, the singles haven't changed. The two ball hasn't changed. It hasn't got to one ball yet, so we're all right there. <laughs> um, pairs 18 ends, three balls. I know if we've both played a game like it uh, and apart from the obvious thing, the, the fourth ball missing, from a spectator point of view, it was a quicker watch, mate. I thought yeah. it was a, a better watch as well. From a player's point of view, I just kept missing me fourth ball. <laughs> like you see, you, you've you've got to change your tactics. I think. I don't know about yourself, Richard, but do you not do you not think it brings in the the draw aspect of the game more? Well, I think the changes. I mean, we've got to mention touch on the triples as well. I think that the changes have brought the draw more to the fore than the fire. I think that it's it is a very draw and orientated game because you feel as if I, t- I don't know what it is with just having that extra ball. Whether you, you, you sort of like you lashes something with your third one, knowing that you've got your fourth ball to come back to, but now you're trying to draw with your first ball. You didn't draw. You draw with your second ball. You're not going to lash at it with your third ball are you? Yeah. This has always been my argument with the triples and which is why I've never been a huge fan of three ball triples because in the nicest possible way gives 
an opposition player two chances to smash ahead and open a head up rather than now the really really it's like you've got to pick and choose your shots the heads aren't as compact as they used to be you yeah. know there's only 12 balls in there now instead of 18 so you've got a lot more space it is controversial and, and there is people out there who don't like it I personally got to say I'm in favour and it, it'll take a bit of time to get used to Be interesting further down the line do they bring in re-spots well yes I mean I, I, me I, I would enjoy re-spots I think right. it would speed the game up no end whatsoever me I think Definitely, it's another yeah. tactical side of it I, I, I'm very surprised that that hasn't been brought in for for what for what it is for a, for an out it's, it's a lot easier indoors because yeah. you can have those markings permanently but for the simple case of having a what I think is you could make a, a simple tool that you literally put at the edge of the green two two points go to where the two spots are or even go to the tee whatever it is I, I'm surprised that hasn't been brought in a lot earlier yeah. because as my argument has always been from a spectator's point of view nothing worse than watching a whole end last ball kills an end and you get nothing for it yeah. starts again and and I don't want the firing shot to go out of the game because no, I think no, it's a no. really technical part I think it's an exciting part of the game but I think there needs to be a, an added dimension so that people think got to cover that or I've got to make yeah. sure we we'll cover that and again why I think these things and I've just had this conversation today while we were playing the competition and the age old story of going back into the 80s and that where we were going out to the edge of the rings so not only did I say you know <laughs> what I've said before is in a lot of respect it's not the manufacturer's fault but because of the new the manufacturer's balls that we all play with now you're only channeling four foot across the middle of the green which yeah. leaves you two foot two and a half foot three foot either side which barely gets used doesn't matter whether you cross over and play opposite directions still doesn't a lot of it doesn't get used yeah and we're sort of talking about for me the spots will make people actually play those higher lines a lot more to actually try and cover them try to cover them yes. so i think yeah. it'll actually benefit the greens as well because regardless of whether you play them with a tight ball you're going to have to get out onto those higher lines and actually play on them and run them in so I would love to see that brought in as well I think it's yeah. something that's really really needed and again I'll probably get shot down in flames there'll be people out there saying no I disagree but that's just my opinion it's all opinions man. I mean you've touched on the triples a bit earlier on 18 ends two balls like you say I mean I played it and it flew over got turned over but but like you say you sort of like if you six down with four to play and you, you were playing ordinary triples with three balls you sort of think, well, I've still got a sniff. Six yeah. down with four ends to play, playing two woods apiece. You sort of like, you are chasing the game, aren't you? But I, it's certainly restricting in that way because you would try and potentially build something in and around the head with those extra balls to then create that shot with your yeah. last ball or two balls. But now it's like, that's, I mean, that's one thing that you sort of have lost a little bit. Yeah. So, which is why we talk about how I think it's introduced more of the draw game so I think with this new format the better drawn team on the day will win yes. 90% of the time ah. would be my thoughts some of the heads I, that I played with win the triples you said like, it was compass balling mate it was yeah. like few and far between the, the yeah. heads were getting wide shall I say definitely yeah, yeah definitely. Um, and the other one to touch on is the fours now that's gone down to 15 ends it, it played it in the, the double I didn't realise that the double fours had actually gone down to 15 ends as well and after the game when you get about the 14th end you feel as if you've missed the main course yeah. you see it like so you've had your start you've had a bit you know then you're on in the end of the game you, you, there's just something missing in the middle of it I know it, it sounds stupid because indoors obviously you play 16 ends two hours but you know, there was just something missing mate 15 ends just didn't feel right at all yeah. it's yeah. as if I'm on the green shake hands and come off I'm also in the frame of mind of thinking that would it be better in the fours to maybe play 18 ends but then, um, I would, then I would go with the 18 yeah see for me I'd scrap trial ends I, I would scrap trial ends oh, oh, without also. a doubt yeah and, and I would rather play 18 ends of four, yes. in a fours and have no trial ends. I don't care yeah. whether I'm playing on my own green or whether I'm playing away green. I always say these things will balance themselves out over the course of four or five years. You will get the home ties, you'll get the away ties. And yet, I, you know, me personally, I, I don't, outdoors, I don't necessarily think it's that much of an advantage neither because no. the greens are pristine and they're playing tremendous. <laughs> and I would say fair enough, but... I've always said you you watch every you know most games Look in best. trial ends. Everybody relaxes, everybody's having a bit cracked during the trial ends and you stroke and the balls in and front toucher, getting <laughs> within. 
And then you start the game and you're five foot away, you're six foot away, you're four foot away, and you go, what's the, what was the point? What was the point of I'm not trying to learn nothing? And I, and I can't be putting up with one shot the first two ends. That, I'm afraid, just boils me. You might as well have trial yeah. ends. You know what I mean? You're lying 6-1. <laughs> I'll back you up completely on that one. That is a complete mother waste. I hate me. that, Ruler. And I'll tell you what, while I'm on my eye horse, another thing that's really got me going at the minute is this, is, uh, and it's not Boards England rule, this is the World Boards, the, the laws introduced about uh, offering two rings. The home player offers two rings to the visiting player or gives them the option of two rings. Now, I've seen people offering a visiting player, do you want to go on ring three and four? Well, if that visiting player's been at your place and he loses ring four, he's not going to pick ring three, is he? They've got to toss a card. They've got to throw it, though, haven't they? Well, so yeah, I, I, I thought, I, I I thought you I had think... to basically put two rings in and then toss a coin for, for which that's one. What, it that's is. what I do. But I've heard people offering the visiting player, right, one and five, which one do you want? Uh, no chance. <laughs> I've gone, <laughs> that's not right. It doesn't work. Yeah. Just, just scrap the rule. I hate it. I hate it. If you're at home, you pick nine times out of ten, a good bowler will take you on a good ring. He will. Absolutely. He will. You'll, yeah. you'll get a poor bowler might take a good bowler on a bad ring to level him off a bit, but people that go in county competitions will go on a decent ring. So yeah. why just let the home man pick the ring and get on with it? We've done it. I mean, it's, we've done it for years, haven't we? It's like you've always... Home yeah. and away, you you pick the ring that you want to go on, and that's the whole point of home and away. And I don't know why that, I don't know why that sort of changed. I don't know why it got honest. introduced. I mean, there was an uproar when it got introduced because it was was very confused. I think people couldn't understand it, and by the sounds of it, people still can't understand it. Just get a coin out, toss it. But for me, I I tell my if if I'm away, I just tell the lad, yeah, just put a ring out. I've got to tack you on a pig of a ring. Definitely, yeah. Well, you would yeah, hope not anyway. I think I mean the only thing that sticks out for me is if if you you've been nominated a green to play all fixtures in a particular round yeah then I can understand that but if it's the early rounds and it's just basically a home and or away draw you just your home person picks the ring <sighs> we go though we go and and by the way the our opinions on the new championship format was no criticism of Wales England whatsoever none whatsoever because we think what they've done is great yeah yeah no like I say things have got to change and yeah yeah it's it's like everything whenever there's changes in this sport there's always a bit of an uproar and there's always a bit of a gripe initially and then it all just filters away and yeah. people get on with and then the, the talk in five years time and they go hey, can you remember when we used to play that 1820 <laughs> I know can, you re- if you- can you remember when you used to play 31 up in the singles I mean people you know what I mean <laughs> fancy fancy having to play 31 up now rushing in from work getting in and potentially playing what you could play 61 ends couldn't you <laughs> no can you remember we used to play 21 ends in two oh, 21 ends in daylight right. and on night Oh, we're gonna, you're gonna get 15 in daylight. Definitely, yeah. the government Brexit. Aye. I'll have a, I'll have a bit of a whinge in 10 years' time if you're turning up and only playing five ends or something. That's, uh, that's where we can start to whinge. But I still think, you know, the the way it's currently set up, yes, that little maybe that little change in the fours might need to be looked at because it is very, very cutthroat and very quick. But apart from that, I would just say that I think the this the length of the games and the um, the content of the game so to speak is yeah. more than adequate I think yeah and from a spectator's point of view it's a thumbs up from the spectators yeah absolutely sure. right there we go mate show number 32 seeing as you never asked us at the start you never pulled us up at the start our wedding anniversary is transportation which is quite apt considering you've been around the world today transportation is that a real thing for an anniversary it is transportation yeah look kid I'm looking at transportation what's that like sooner we'll get there the better then because all I'll do for that present for when we get there is I'll just get her a one way ticket to Hawaii or something like that (laughs) (laughs) not fucking (laughs) set of roller skates set of blades Thirty-two years will be more than enough, I'll tell you. (laughs) Anyway, a quick thank you to Alex Marshall for his support, mate. Because obviously, I don't know whether people are aware, but he's he's no longer part of the Aero team franchise within the UK. Yeah, so obviously, what was Alex Marshall Sports is no longer. 
and um, I do believe it's um, UK Air Road distributors now. But because of obviously that change, has obviously stepped away. But I think it's uh, it would certainly be remiss of us not to not to thank him for all the support he's given us since day one, hasn't it been? Yeah, he was yes. he was, he was yeah. so keen. And and one thing I'll say about Alex is he's he's massively supportive on new initiatives and new things to promote the sport. And as soon as we talked about the podcast that we were going to do, thankfully for us, he got behind us and and really you know he's provided us some great prizes. So so thanks so much to Alex for that yeah many thanks to him and to finish off with a little shaggy dog tail mate isn't it yeah yeah well for, for those people who aren't aware Davey plays for a different club to me and we went head to head about a couple of weeks ago in a league game and I, we'll, called we'll it, I called it before the draw even come out didn't I you did mate you did we always get each other you always give I lost a 31 shot thriller folks what was the score 22 <laughs> 9 <laughs> well, when you said 31 I, I, I couldn't remember getting a shot I was thinking it was 31 <laughs> <laughs> he was Eve, he was butchered us butchered us anyway on the night we're playing a, we just started um, and I got behind this little Alsatian <laughs> You <laughs> see, I should run around the outside of the green. I've got, I can see what's coming. Well, Silksworth's got like a, an iron fence around it and the gate that they get in. I've gone, oh, I'll try and shut the gate before the dog comes in. Couldn't get the gate shut because they were standing in the way. Sure enough, this young Alsatian, whoosh, whoosh onto our rig, sniffing the balls, chasing the balls and what have you. And then the, the owner, this, this is poor lassie, comes running up, mortified that the dog's on the green, trying to get it. She, she gets onto the green, gets a hold of the dog, and then all of a sudden, things went wrong. Now, Vesuvius. Now, if, if you're busy eating anything at the minute, like a curry or, or anything, a spark ball, maybe he's put it down because what happened next was tragic. The dog took the squat position. We were all mortified. And all of a sudden, it dropped a load. And all of, it, wasn't, it wasn't just a couple of logs there. There wasn't. <laughs> and we think the dog might have had a curry the night before because it came out in drips and drops on the hand of one of our hands. I, I, I he was gagging. I haven't got a good to start with. Once that wind blew in my direction, I nearly we, we couldn't do nothing for laughing. The poor lad was, was, was couldn't. She was beset by herself. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> then she went to get a carrier bag. I said, you need a horse, not a carrier bag. She come out with a carrier bag. She screamed it off the green. Thankfully, <laughs> thankfully for us, it was just on the edge of the rink, wasn't it? So we, uh, I, did, I did try to get Mr. Farquhar to play a high draw to cover the cover a, a shot that wasn't existing because I was desperate for him to go straight through. It was, it was a Funny, I'll tell you. It was horrendous. And then one of you lads got a bucket of water, just put, tried to wash it away, and he went to get a mop. I'm like, what's he doing with the mop? Hey, that's our ex secretary you're talking about. Then. I'll tell you, what, I, I, the tears are rolling down the back of my neck. I was crying, I was. Uh, but anyway, I hope you haven't put your people off the food. The things the things that happen in a game of balls. I'd like right. to see Sue Bark introduce that. Well, Phil Tufnell, what happens next to you? <laughs> <laughs> Does uh, the dog draw the shot down the forehand? <laughs> the biggest the biggest regret for us was we weren't live streaming at the time. I, know, we I, was, I was sticking for me phone. <laughs> I said, that's me phone. Get 250 quid on you've been framed. <laughs> <laughs> but never mind mate we'll be back again I think we're going to do it monthly so we hope you enjoy the show keep safe everybody we'll yeah, catch up soon job. take care everyone thank you for listening and hope you've enjoyed the show this has been a dodgy production <laughs>